It's so good to see so many of you here, by the way. I just want to say I love you all. And if I haven't met you properly, please come and say hi to me or Nate. Um, it's just such a gorgeous church. I just love you all. Um, so, um, like Nate said, we've been doing these encounters. I just wanted to give a quick background on what we've been doing since the beginning of the year. So, since January, we had the season of joy where we started looking at um, Jesus born, and we started looking at little times when people encountered Jesus' birth, and it was the um, seasons like joy times. Then we moved into a season of encounters, and then that was when um, Jesus encountered people, and we had things like um, chosen forgiven, loved, freed, empowered, and then today our last one is called. So, um, and what's quite fun is our next season, we, we think it's going to be called the season of transformation, and, um, and it begins again with being called. So it's sort of, we're ending the one being called, and we're going to start again next week, again, about the subject being called, and Nate's going to talk about that. Um, we are, in our next season, we're going to be looking at for two weeks on each thing. So we're going to be doing calling for two weeks, character, charismata, because it's got a C, that's about the Holy Spirit using us, and chemistry. That's chemistry with the people around us. How does Jesus transform us to interact with all the people that we have around us and to shine like stars in their lives? Um, and... What is quite exciting is one idea that we might do, which quite a few other churches do, um, and it's called something, Matthew, what's it called? Tomorrow at 10 or something. What's it called? This time tomorrow, thank you. <laughs> this time tomorrow. We might do this thing where we're going to ask um, one of you to come up and, um, and talk about what you would be doing this time tomorrow, because we don't all spend every day in church, do we? 95% of our time is actually spent out there in our workplace, in our home life, in our wherever it is. So we're going to just get a snippet from um, a new person each week about what they're doing tomorrow and um, ask them where, how God uses them in that place. And then we're going to pray for all of those different spheres um, of life. Um, so that's exciting. So I'd love all of us to speak about that. It will just be really easy, you know, it'll just be like one or two questions, so it's not scary. Um, and um, so, we are going today to talk about being called. I just wanted to start by saying um, I feel really blessed that um, Nate and I met on this discipleship training course out in um, Cape Town with an um, organization called w with YWAM. Josie also did a Y, she's a YWAMer. Whoop, whoop. And, um, and, and sorry, David as well. Whoop, whoop. And anyone else that I've forgotten. Um, and the most amazing thing of that, it was six months of intense discipleship training. And what they encouraged you to do was to journal. And so every day you were meant to journal about what was God teaching you because we all, all of it was about God and Jesus and um, calling and identity and everything. And they said to journal. Um, and we know now scientifically that actually journaling is so good for us. It helps us remember things. It helps things to go from the head to the heart. Um, we ponder on things. We can grow and we can, we can learn through journaling. So I just wanted to encourage all of us. Um, and I'm going to show you my journal that I did during my um, DTS. Hang on. 
Now, look how beautiful this is. It's so colourful. And can you not see it? Okay, look. my journey with God through that six months. And it's colourful, and it's messy, and it's a bit like my life. Um, but it, it is, it's, I love it. I, I mean, remember, I have no kids at this point. Okay. <laughs> um, now, look at my journal. <laughs> it is even messier. Um, and it's mostly just words and lots and lots and lots of paper that I have written during a church service or during a conference and thought I must stick that in my journal. And have I stuck it in? No, you can see I haven't. <laughs> but this is now my journal and I, I still, I love it. I love it so much. And um, I know that I've grown deeper in my faith because I've, I've, yeah, I've journaled my faith in that. So can I, can I just um, encourage you and challenge you, if you don't have a journal, go and get a journal. If you do have a journal, um, maybe bring it with to church. And while we're learning in this next season, bring your Bible and bring your journal. Um, and if you've got a journal that's loads of secrets, maybe buy a new one and bring that one. But um, bring it to church because Nate and I, we feel so excited um, about this next season, because we really want to take this whole discipleship thing really seriously. We want to get deep into this. We want to learn how, how can Jesus transform us? And we will learn that by learning what Jesus told us to do. So, and I just, I really, really, really want you to, to go deep, not just listen to it on Sunday and then forget about it tomorrow. I, we really want you guys to go deep. So if you have a journal, but we will also have paper and pens. Um, I mean, Nate could even give out paper and pens now if you wanted to. Um, but we, <laughs> um, that, scribble down your thoughts and feelings while you're listening to sermons and things during the week and put it in your journal. So that's my um, hope and prayer for you. Um, so, where was I? So, yeah, we might not be in Cape Town, but we're in Molsey, and it's going to be amazing because we're going to journey this thing together as a community. We're going to disciple together. Okay, so, obviously, because I'm preaching, I have to have a joke. Um, are you ready for my joke? I haven't written it down, so just pray I say it right. Um, um, it's about two people, no, about three people in this church. So, um, it's about Toby and um, Suj. Where's Toby and Serge? So Toby and Serge, right, they love going fishing. They don't, but they do in this joke. They love going fishing um, in the sea. And um, one time they thought, do you know what? Maybe we should bring our vicar with us. Um, and so they thought, Nate, come, come along to our fishing trip. So they, they all got on the boat and they kind of set sail um, off the port or whatever it's called. And they kind of went out a little bit. And then um, Serge went, oh, guys, I'm so sorry. I just need to go to the toilet. So he jumped out of the boat onto the water, walked across the water, went into the clubhouse, went to the toilet, came back across the water again into the boat. Nate was like, what? What just happened? Then they set a little bit more, went out a bit more, and then Toby went, oh, guys, I'm so sorry. I forgot the rods. I forgot the fishing rods. Wait a minute. He jumped out of the boat, got on the water, walked across the water into the clubhouse, got the rods, came back onto the water, came back into the boat. Nate, again, was absolutely amazed and fascinated. The boat went out a bit more, and he thought, 
these guys have, are so faith-filled. I think I need to be more faith-filled. I'm just going to, I'm going to be faith-filled. I'm going to do it. So he, just all of a sudden, Nate jumped out the boat and sank. <laughs> Suj, and Nate, uh, Suj and Toby looked at each other and they said, do you think we should have told, told them where the stones were? Did I say that right? <laughs> because it was shallow and it was still... Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so today, on that kind of theme of um, fishing and walking on water, we're going to be looking at Simon Peter. Okay? Um, he was called and he followed. He was transformed and he made a big difference. Okay, so we are all called here, right here. We are all called, right? Do you believe that? Um, okay, so we are going to be looking today at the big calling of God. So there's two sorts of callings. There's the big calling, and then there's the little calling about what am I meant to do in, like, in life. Next week, Nate's going to tackle that one, the little calling. But today, it's the big calling, because it's important to really look at that. Um, I'm just going to do a really quick kind of recap on Peter's, Simon Peter's life. So he was like the one of the most important disciples, actually. I didn't know if you know, but every time they mentioned the 12 disciples, his name was first. Um, he was part of that inner circle. He, um, he was the first one to confess his um, uh, belief in Jesus Christ as a Messiah. He was the one that criticized Jesus, that he didn't want him to die, and, and then Jesus rebuked him. That, that's the same guy. He... Um, Jesus then um, said that he was going to be a rock, that he was going to build his church on, so he was an important guy. Jesus even gave him a new name, so instead of Simon, it was Simon Peter, which meant rock. Peter goes on and he denies Jesus three times after Jesus predicted that, but he was really remorseful. Um, he was one of the first men, actually, t disciples, to run to the tomb and to see Jesus after the woman had seen him rise at Easter so he was a like really important guy in the in the gospels um, he felt boldness he made mistakes he felt remorse um, he was called loved and transformed so when I was looking at the sermon I was thinking about the verse there was already a verse that was kind of picked out for me and I was getting really stressed about it because the verse that's picked out is when after Easter it's the, the verse um, when Peter encounters him and is called after Jesus has risen from the death from the dead um, but I got really stressed because actually there's a lot of verses that Jesus calls Peter right from the beginning Jesus calls Peter so I I got very stressed about which one, and I thought I'd just quickly, briefly talk about the ones before, um, because when he actually first encountered him, Peter was fishing. He was he sees them, and um, they haven't caught any fish. He tells them to, to fish again, and um, well, no, actually, Jesus says, "Come, follow me," and they just leave their stuff and they follow Jesus. So that's the first time. Um, then later, there's a miracle when Jesus is preaching in the boat, and, the, and um, Peter, again, this is the fishing thing, they put out the nets, and there was no success, and he's tired, and he's, he's feeling ugh, annoyed, but then Jesus does that miracle, 
and um, loads of fish were caught again. And that's when Peter falls at his feet and says, um, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. And Jesus said, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people, people, people. So that's kind of those callings. He first says, come, follow me, and he just does it. And then again, don't be afraid, come, I'm going to make you a fish, fisher for people. And then another time, when they're again um, in the boat, and he sees them, and Jesus is walking on the water. And Peter says, tell me to walk on the water. And Jesus says, come. And he does, and then he sinks. Like Nate. And, um, and, and then Jesus, uh, Peter says again, wow, this is, you are Jesus. You are um, the savior of the world. And he kind of pronounces that. Then Jesus died, and then all the things happened with the denial. And then Jesus died, and then we get to our verse, which is after Jesus has risen from the dead. Um, Peter has gone with some of his friends again, and they've gone out fishing, which is interesting. It's like he's gone back to what he was doing before. He's lost. He doesn't, you know, he's not sure what to do next. And they, they go out, and they... Um, go and fish again. So this is what I'm going to read today. So it's John 21. I think it will come up on the screen. Great. John 21. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, uh, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw out your net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple, who Jesus loves, said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred meters. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals where there were fish in it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish, you have caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many of, the, of many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to him and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? 
He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you to where you do not want to go. Jesus said this in to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Okay, so that is our actual passage. Again, Jesus tells him to follow him. He, um, what I find beautiful is that it's, it's like a rep- repetition of it there on the beach again. Um, he's denied Jesus three times and he's asked him if he loves him three times. It's like a forgiving, it's a, a way of forgiving him. He's been called again. And what I just find amazing about Peter, Simon Peter, is that he is a very ordinary person who did extraordinary things with God. And I run Alpha um, in, I help with leading Alpha in this church um, multiple times in the year. And what I find really funny is that the videos are amazing. And um, they're amazing stories about lots of people whose lives are being transformed by Jesus. But often what I hear from people is, oh, you know, all these stories are about murderers and um, criminals and all these people that have kind of like been changed because of Jesus. And that's incredible. Those are amazing, amazing um, testimonies. And what's, it kind of reminds me of Paul. So, you know, Paul in the Bible, um, he he was very similar. He was a passionate um, person who witnessed Christians being murdered. Um, he thought, you know, he, that was his life, really. And then he was blinded by that light and met Jesus, right? He rem- remember that part. And he was, his, at that point, it was like radical transformation, which is very similar to these stories that you hear on Alpha. Um, and maybe your life is like that. Maybe um, you can relate to that beginning. Um, maybe. Or maybe you're more like Simon Peter, um, which is how I'm like. You maybe, because um, he was a normal working class person. He had a job, he, was, um, he worked hard, he was married. Um, and meeting Jesus still changed his life, definitely, definitely changed his life. But he made mistakes, and um, he was super keen one minute and then not the next. He denied the next. He was hot, then he was cold. So is this more like you? I know this is more like me. When we, um, you know, we, we might be feeling a bit tired, a bit like Peter was tired when he first met him, bored of his life. He's a fisherman. He's not sure. I don't know, all these kind of things. He, we might be tired. And it's this, it's this, this spring. There's flowers all around us. Um, it's a new kind of start to this year, isn't it? It's like, it feels like the beginning. But we might be physically quite tired because it's been a busy few months right and we're all already all looking for summer but what I want to ask you is that today you will be expectant so not be tired spiritually let's be alive spiritually this morning let's try and grasp this amazing message that we have from the bible and think about our spiritual lives that they would grow like these little flowers that this would be the start of um of them 
And what did Simon do when he got asked to be called by Jesus each time? He obeyed. So let's think about how we can obey that call. It might be the first time. We might be on the fence. It might, this might be the first time you really take this call seriously. It might be the hundredth time. But if you're like me and Simon, you might have drifted a little bit back and forth. And what I find really fun is that when we look at what, how Jesus entered um, Simon Peter's life, he entered into um, his job. So he kind of trampled on Simon's expertise of being a fisherman. So Jesus said, let's go fishing, and then he told him how to fish. And Simon Peter is humble enough to let him in and, and let him master on his profession. So because actually Jesus is the master of all things. And so have we, I want to ask you a question, have you, have you um, do you have your Sunday as a little like thing? And then the rest of the week is... Um, is kind of your job or whatever it is. Well, let's think about how Simon did it. He let him into all of it. And because we might be a lawyer, we might be a banker, we might be a mum, we might be all these different things, and we might be really good at what we do, but have we separated that? Um, and have we taken that, is that not really part of the whole calling thing? Is that just what we do? Jesus came and took over his fishing and he let him so how are we going to let Jesus take over all of our areas in our life so I just I love I, I love thinking about the example that um, G, uh, Simon Peter gave us he failed but uh, Jesus forgave and loved him he walked on water he sank he fell asleep when he was asked to look after Jesus. He, he um, was called, uh, denied him three times. He cut off a guard's ear. <laughs> and then, um, but actually, even despite, despite all of this, God used him. So we need to remember that God can use us no matter because of our failings, no matter if we've been hot and cold in the past, no matter if we've... Um, like our wealth, wealth or what we have, our giftings or whatever that is, we can still have that same posture of Simon. And I'm wondering if today is the day that we can have the same posture of Simon at the end in our reading. Um, when he stripped, he had his clothes on and he just, he just jumped into that water headfirst probably and got soaked and just ran towards Jesus. Oh, shall we have that posture today, St. Mary's? Shall we? Shall we do that? Shall we get back into, shall we say yes back to, to Jesus? That posture of being obedient to that call that he has on our life. Because if we can start today with that posture, going forward to God, then I really think that we're going to go deep in these weeks to come. We're going to get really serious about discipleship. And we're going to make such a big difference to everyone around us, like Peter did. Because you, we all know that he went on and he, he, he was there at Pentecost. He was the first to share the good news to the Gentiles, which we're so thankful for. He healed the sick. He wrote books in the Bible. So we can do, we can do amazing things if we, if we go headfirst into the water with Jesus. And 
I'm having a mind block. Nate, have I already said at the beginning about getting people one by one each week? Did I say that? Thank you. Oh my gosh. Um, I think because I've already preached this morning, I'm like, what did I, what have I said? Um, so, um, because we, we really want to take this seriously. We're all different. Each one of you here, I look at all your beautiful faces, and you've all got different areas that you're working in and living in in the week. Let's get deep. Let's take this actually seriously and be disciples under Jesus. Because we need people to rewrite our policies. We need people in our education to make a difference to the children. We need people in our healthcare. Um, we need people to help with the lost and the mental health issues that we have. We need parents who love Jesus so much and they want to teach their children how to love Jesus. We need lawyers to represent honestly. We need doctors and nurses to love because God loves them. We need um, businesswomen to make a change because of racial gender inequality. Um, we need architects and artists to be creating because God creates and do their work as an offering to Jesus so that when other people look at this art or this work, they think, oh my gosh, there must be the hand of God on that. So are we prepared to do that, guys? All of you, all of you talented people, shall we do this together? Shall we make a difference? Because we're going to say yes to Jesus, right? Yes, we are going to do this. And if you're not sure about where you're meant to serve or you're calling like the minor thing, don't worry, we're going to look at that next week, okay? Bring your journals or bring your paper next week. We're going we're to go deep. But first, we are going to say yes. As a church, yes. We're going to give our whole life to him, not just Sunday, not just um, the little Bible bits, but our whole life. And even if we've been flaky in the past like Simon and we've done whatever and we've fallen away, it doesn't matter. We're going to be all in again. So, do you want to say yes to Jesus? Right, so I'm just going to end now, and I thought maybe we could stand up and we could do a physical um, like thing where we're going to stand together as a church, and we're just going to end in a prayer, and if you're willing, um, we can pray some, well, I'm just going to lead us in prayer basically. Okay, so would you like to stand? <laughs>